Memorial Care Health System, Excellence in Healthcare, presents Weekly Dose of Wellness. Here's your host, Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about a new treatment for aortic aneurysm. Our guest is Dr. Jeffrey Altshuler, a cardiac surgeon at Memorial Care Medical Group and Memorial Care Saddleback Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Altshuler. Good morning. Can you possibly tell us what a thoracic aortic aneurysm is? You know, aneurysm is just an artery that's larger than it should be. Thoracic aneurysms are just aneurysms that are inside the chest cavity. So the particular main one would be the aorta, which is the main artery out of the heart and courses through the chest into the abdomen. Got it. That's short and sweet. Uh, What are the symptoms of this condition? can be associated with back pain typically, but a lot of times they can be asymptomatic until they cause problems in the patient. Let me uh, ask you about that. Why back pain, do you think? Where the pain is referred to, you know, sometimes people have heart attacks, they feel it up in their jaws, down their arms. This is where the pain is referred to from the aorta. As it enlarges, it can, particularly if it enlarges rapidly, it can cause pretty significant back pain. Interesting, because you wouldn't, um, you know, immediately associate the two if you just wake up with uh, terrific back pain. Um, Okay, so how is thoracic aortic aneurysm diagnosed? Uh, The standard is uh, CAT scan, typically using an intravenous dye to look at the size of the artery. Sometimes there can be some abnormalities noticed on a chest x-ray that would prompt further intervention. So it's rather difficult? Uh, it's not too difficult to diagnose. The other modality that sometimes where an aneurysm is identified is on an echocardiogram. So somebody that may be having an echocardiogram to just look at their heart. Part of the aorta is visualized and that can be noticed at that time. Okay. And so when would a patient with this condition come to see you? Typically, they'll see a cardiac surgeon usually when it's first diagnosed to kind of help direct further treatment. Usually it's diagnosed either by a primary care doctor or a cardiologist or doing an echocardiogram or sometimes somebody's in the emergency for another reason, gets a CAT scan for another reason. One of the most typical ways we see this is people that have a history of smoking get a CAT scan for surveillance for lung cancer, and this is an incidental finding. Wow. Okay. So how is thoracic aortic aneurysm then treated once diagnosed? Depends on where it is and how big it is. Just the presence of an aneurysm doesn't necessarily mandate intervention. We kind of monitor the size, and when it reaches a critical size, which is about five and a half to six centimeters, depending on a couple different factors, that's when we as surgeons would intervene. Uh, Classically, it meant a big open chest operation. Now, for a majority of these, we're able to treat them by a modality that's called endovascular treatment. Basically, we go through the blood vessels of the groin and reline the artery from the inside, similar to someone who's having a stent in their coronary arteries. Is that considered minimally invasive treatment or not? Yes. Oh, that is. So what can a patient expect? They uh, they enter the hospital or, or a surgery center? Someone who's having endovascular treatment of a thoracic aneurysm would be an inpatient in the hospital. A uh, majority of the time now, we just do it with what's called conscious sedation or light sedation. We don't even need a general anesthetic to do it. Uh, Access the blood vessels in the groin, pass several wires and catheters. And a majority of the time now, we just do it with what's called conscious sedation or light sedation. We don't even need a general anesthetic to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Access the blood vessels in the groin, pass several wires and catheters and 
the devices up into position. Typically following this, the patient would probably be in the hospital two to three days at the most. Okay. And then recovery, there's really no activity restrictions uh, that you would expect with someone that had an incision on their chest or their abdomen at all. And how large is uh, any kind of scar or marking? Most of the time we just do it through the skin, don't even make an incision. If we have to make an incision to access the blood vessels in the groin, then maybe an inch and a half incision. That's what people always wonder, so that's why I asked. (laughs) Most of the time we just do it right through the skin, don't even have to make an incision in the skin, just with a needle to stick. Rather amazing. Is therapy or rehabilitation needed? No specific physical rehabilitation, but patients with this have to monitor their blood pressure, make sure their blood pressure is controlled. Once you've had one aneurysm like this, you're at higher risk of having further problems. So it's not like having your appendix out where we can tell you, go home, don't ever worry about having an attack of appendicitis again. You can't say this is a condition that has to be monitored. Okay, and how, how often? Usually if someone's had an endovascular procedure, we'd like to get another cast in at three months, six months, and then a year, and if everything's stable, maybe yearly after that. Sounds good. Now, with American Heart Month coming up in February, is there anything you'd like to share with everyone regarding heart health and preventive care? Just take care of yourself and be proactive. Don't wait till you're, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you have the worst chest back pain you ever had in your life, or take your blood pressure medications if you're on them, because they're there to help you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, have that regimen so you never, ever forget. Um, Also, obviously, no smoking. Absolutely. What about diet? There's a million fad diets, but it's smart eating. Everybody needs fats, proteins, carbohydrates in your diet. Know what's good fats, bad fats, good protein, bad protein, good carbohydrate, and bad carbohydrate. And portion control. Just monitor the amount you're eating. And what about exercise? Anything you can do is helpful if, uh, you know, just being an active person. And it doesn't have to be get to the gym, you know, four times a week and sweat all the time. But just being active, walking is great, you know, being a normal active person. Yeah. Even 20 minutes of walking a few times a week can really make a difference. Anything else you'd like to add, Dr. Altschuler? No, it's just be aware of your health and just be proactive and take, take control of your own health. I love it. Can't argue with that. Well, we really enjoyed having you on the show. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Have yourself a terrific day.